Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist and I'm very happy to have you back with me on this lovely July morning for our fourth podcast episode. So technically it's 195, but it's our fourth podcast episode in this podcast week that I'm doing. And in this episode, we're going to look at idiopathic anaphylaxis, which actually is more common than you would think. Now, it's not very common, but it does pop up, and I've seen it in several of my clients. But before I go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. And I do hope to keep this episode a bit shorter than the last few have been because the weather is beautiful and I want you to get out and get some uh, vitamin D and some fresh air unless you're listening to this while you're already out and about. So, idiopathic anaphylaxis is what we're looking at today. So, when we look at our generalized anaphylaxis, the common causes of anaphylaxis include certain foods, insect stings like bee stings, latex, um, drugs, but then there's cases where there's no obvious trigger. Um, And this is where if after medical testing and investigation has done and the cause can still not be found, then the reaction is labeled as idiopathic anaphylaxis, which basically means the cause is unknown. So anaphylaxis is a reaction from your immune. So it's immune response to a stressor uh, that your body is not familiar with and you may experience swelling in your throat, you may experience difficulty in breathing, maybe you'll break out in a rash. Um, So there's all different symptoms but that is the immune response to this stressor. When we look at Um, or when your body sees a foreign substance as a threat basically to your system, the immune system produces this immune response or antibodies to protect you from it. Um, So when you're exposed to this allergen, you have a reaction which can either be mild or for some people, It can be quite severe. Some people can even have it progress to life-threatening consequences. Um, So a doctor or physician can usually do a series of tests that can determine the cause of your symptoms um, by identifying what you are allergic to. Sometimes though, your doctor will be unable to determine the cause. And this is that idiopathic anaphylaxis. And this has popped up with several of my clients, as I've said. Um, And the first few we were able to narrow it down um, as to what was causing it. But one of my more recent clients 
I mean, we we had it somewhat controlled, but it wasn't completely going away. And I think she'll agree between the both of us, we were having issues trying to narrow down exactly what the cause was for this rash that kept breaking out all over her body. And we knew that it was exacerbated with stress but we didn't know what the underlying cause was like no matter what we tried we couldn't figure it out so the symptoms of idiopathic anaphylaxis are the same as a regular anaphylaxis um like i mentioned my client had a rash and hives and they were super itchy so you've got the symptoms being a rash or hives an itchy or tingling feeling in your mouth you can also experience some swelling or swelling at the back of your throat and also slight swelling on your face. Uh, then those symptoms can progress into more serious symptoms, which would be severe swelling in your throat or your mouth or your lips, then maybe abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting, difficulty breathing, decreased blood pressure, um, the body could go into shock. Um, if these symptoms occur, the anaphylaxis is likely to unresolve on its own. So that's where you need to go get some care immediately. So some of the potential causes of idiopathic anaphylaxis, and again, I'll just say anaphylaxis is an immune response where the body will break out in a rash or swelling or itch, but we don't know what the specific cause is. Um, and your doctor will only give you a diagnosis of idiopathic anaphylaxis after doing extensive testing or an elimination um, procedure. So your allergy, it may be external, like um, a bee sting, or maybe you're allergic to detergent or your skincare products, or it can be internal, which may be more of something that you consumed or more of a stress trigger. So the external could also be pollen or dust. And then the internal is where your body's immune system will react there. Um, so besides food, your doctor should look at or at least rule out insect stings and medication and even exercise. And this is less common, but this comes back to the stress response. People that generally already have issues with their adrenals and maybe um, adrenaline dominance and have a very stressful life and maybe they have um, say some thyroid issues then exercise can trigger anaphylaxis in certain instances um, and then there are some diseases that can mimic the symptoms of anaphylaxis um, in rare instances anaphylaxis can be associated with a condition known as mastocytosis so the treatment generally, the first thing I look at when I, whenever I see any sort of immune response or histamine response or something like that is I'll look at antihistamines. Obviously natural are going to be my first choice of preference. So I'm looking at quercetin or I'm looking at maybe stinging nettle or holy basil. Um, those can be quite effective for rashes and hives and itchiness and stuff like that. Um, in some instances I've seen apple cider vinegar to be quite useful. Um, but 
Regardless, idiopathic anaphylaxis, once you've determined what the driving factor or the cause is, you can treat it and manage it quite effectively. Um, if you've been diagnosed with severe idiopathic anaphylaxis, your doctor may prescribe you with um, an EpiPen or an epinephrine pen, um, and they'll ask you to carry it with you at all times just to make sure that you're prepared. But if in other instances, if your attacks are very severe, and I had said this to my client when she was at a stage where we were thinking, okay, we should go to the doctor, but we knew the doctor would recommend steroids, and steroids are not a good idea. Um, in my opinion, in either the short or the long term. Now, they do have their place in serious conditions, but we didn't really want to go down that path of steroids. So again, we were looking at the antihistamines. She was doing the quercetin. She was actually doing a blend of, I believe it was stinging nettle, fennel, and holy basil. Um, or maybe it was lemon balm and not fennel but it, it was working it was working quite well except the rash um, wasn't completely going away and then we saw that her rash got worse the more her stress was and then over time they stopped working so then we had to figure out what else was going on um, so in the end what we or what she found out actually was the problem was um, these new skincare products she had been using. She was having an, a reaction to them. Um, so, I mean, that is an instance where you can have a reaction to detergent or fabric softener or some sort of cleaning products or your skincare. And that is something you want to eliminate. Generally, when we think of stuff like that, uh, well, I generally think of babies or toddlers if I see them break out in random rashes because a baby's diet is pretty restricted. Um, and if it's not a lactose intolerance, then we're usually looking at what detergent or um, cleaning products are we using on the baby. But it turned out that this is what it was for this client. But in most of the other cases where I've had clients experience idiopathic anaphylaxis, it was usually down to stress. It was a stress response. And how did we narrow that down? Because we used our quercetin. Um, and then, so the quercetin and bromelain is a great product. We used that, the rash went away, but then the rash would come back and we'd reflect, okay, what happened today? Did you have a shitty day was there extra stress the client would say yes and we'd say okay then this is what the driver of your rash or your hives is so that's where we it was idiopathic but then we were able to narrow down what the actual problem was then this can also pop up in um people with thyroid conditions as i mentioned and there is a case where you can get euthycaria in thyroid which is a thyroid rash but not only that some people can just get a stress rash as well when they have thyroid conditions and in some instances we would consider that an idiopathic anaphylaxis response until we figure out what's going on so this is actually more common than um people realize but not as common as some other stuff but I did want to cover it because every couple of few weeks this will pop up with a client and I try to explain to them this is what's happening um, 
in your body and hopefully this episode will help them understand a bit better. So I hope you enjoyed it. It is short and sweet, which is what I had intended. If you have any questions, please do reach out to me. You can reach me through my website, humanesmodelhealth.com or Facebook or Instagram, and I would be happy to chat with you. Again, thank you for joining me and spending some of your day with me. I really do appreciate it. Um, If you know anyone that would benefit from this information, of course, please share it with them. Otherwise, have a really great day and I will chat to you guys soon. Bye-bye.